1: All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9. The Horn Uh, got some uh, Longhorn uh, Combine items that we'll get to here in this segment. Also, uh, Jerry Jones commenting on Dak Prescott at the NFL Combine. We'll get back to that conversation. And there are some other NFL news notes and nuggets uh, that we'll hit as well, including Derek Carr to the Saints. Uh, But first, uh, this little... Story popped up across my feed, and our man CB sent it to me as well. I just saw that via Twitter um, that (laughs) it is being reported by ESPN, and I don't know if this is breaking news or not. That Quinn Hughes and Arch Manning are will be in competition for the Texas quarterback job. First day of spring, we got this nugget dropped already. Already happened said yeah. after Texas Longhorns' first practice, Coach Steve Sarkisian said on Monday that all positions are up for grabs, including quarterback, where sophomore Quinn Ewers and freshman Arch Manning will compete for the starting job. What's a you, Harge? I think that's actually a smart move. I, I mean, I know it, it may not be, you know, I don't think it's, it's a literal, like, actual open job, but I think he wants the mentality that everybody competes for every job every offseason. Yeah, that's the a- man saying that your job is always online. When I was playing, that's how we felt that you could lose your job at any time. A lot of guys did lose their job. I always had that fear that I was gonna lose my damn job to a Nathan Vasher or a Michael Huff or uh you know a Cedric Griffin, one of them youngsters. So it just kept me working and kept you in the mindset, a almost uh obsessive mindset to get better. Not only to do it till you get it right, but to do it till you never get it wrong. So I understand the mentality. Do we think it is a literal? Uh, translation of being an open competition for the quarterback job.
2: Look, look, here's, here's the biggest part of this for me. Adam Schefter even tweeted this out today. Now, now that is getting a little too much. And Sark already told us this at the end of the season last year, every job is up for grabs. Even the quarterback, everybody just looked at him like, even the quarterback. And he was like, even the quarterback position, everybody's got to come in and compete and all this stuff. Okay. Okay, Sark, you you got it. But you can say all that in the locker room. We all know. I know exactly how I'm feeling. If I'm like you said, Rod. Every t- if I walk out there, I got a shot, and I'm gonna go out there and compete. My I'm gonna make the job so hard for you. Mm-hmm. And I understand pressure, but I put pressure on myself. As does Quinn. You think Quinn was happy with his performance no. because he too was getting smoked. He got the mullet off everybody. Yeah, he cut the when it all got all the mullet off. He got the fade. He got the fade. Came out with a with a TikTok talking about how light skinned <laughs> wide receivers run and work out because he had the fade. I dig it. And the guy understands there's some things that he's a competitor too. He wants to be better. He knows he's going to get better and he knew everybody that was coming in. Everybody was talking about Malik Murphy. I was I was I thought he was going to get a shot at the at the Alamo Bowl. He didn't get a chance to play mm-hmm. just like Jaden Blue didn't get a chance to play. So there were times that everybody was sitting here thinking that, but okay, that was the conversation. Maybe he was asked how the quarterback position was What's going to look like? Oh, yeah, everybody's competing. Okay. I, I would expect everybody to go out there and compete for a job. The biggest part about this is at least Texas now has depth at every position where they can actually have a competition. Yeah. Guys can't rest on their laurels anymore. You got to go out there and put in the work immediately. And that's exactly what's happening. Yeah. I do think if Quinn had a
1: more consistent season last year and he progressed, you know, on a more linear trajectory as a player, and it wasn't so inconsistent. And which why would we expected because it? it was his first year playing football in like a year and a half and he's yeah. a freshman, so we get that. Um, but if he, I think if he had a more consistent year, then Sark may be willing to go, hey, this is quitting a job. But the right. truth is, as I always said, quarterback competitions are just, they're elections. It's yep. like an election in the locker Popularity, room. Right? And all the players and the coaches and the administrators – Everybody pretty much has a vote uh, behind the burnt orange curtain there on who's going to win the quarterback job. And I think last season, I don't necessarily think Quinn Ewers won the job beyond a reasonable doubt. Yeah, I think there are still some people in the locker room like, mm, a, I, mean, I guess he's the guy. Yeah, I mean, if we need a guy, he's the guy. But I, I think he made That's what we rolling with? Yeah, he, That's he, what we rolling because with? Because yeah. one thing you don't want, since quarterback competition is an election, you don't want a contested election. You don't want the locker room half locker room going. I got one, yeah, Yeah, yeah. I got one. It's like whoa, 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 whoa. We we need to all be united behind one leader at a natural leadership position, like quarterback. You don't need that, and I think he's trying to uh, potentially avoid that. And we, hey, the way you avoid that is let everybody see the results of Mm -hmm. the election. Let everybody see the results of the competition. All right, if it's if it's open competition, then the players will know who won the damn job. They'll know. Right. Oh, that guy won the job, no question. This guy won the job. Let everybody see it. I think that's why he's also making an open competition. We want everybody to see who wins it. Now, if Quinn can't win the job in the offseason and Arch Manning, and also another reason to keep Arch Manning invested, you get a big prospect like that. I went through the same thing with Chris Sims. It, it, it's it's often an open quarterback competition. Yeah. When you get a celebrity quarterback in, which Sims was and then Arch Manning is, it's open competition. Yeah. Because you're probably not going to get that guy, especially today, if they're not involved in an open competition of some sort. Now, do they need to win the competition? Not necessarily. They're freshman. No. Right, but they want to compete. Like like Hard said, they want. Everybody wants to compete. Exactly. Everybody wants to go out there with the belief that I can go win me a job today. I'm going here to win a job today. That's why I'm here. And if you ain't got that mentality, you know, kind of, if you don't have that echoed all throughout your your program, your culture, yeah, there there is a complacency that can set in. So when I played at Texas, I we practiced against the best players probably that that we could every day because I, I, the, the practices were harder than the games most mm-hmm. of the time. Oklahoma and bowl games, Big 12 title game, they'll be different. But most of the time when I played, the practices were harder than the games So we were playing up and practicing against first-round type talent. Mm-hmm. That's where Sark is trying to get the roster, where their practices are tougher than the actual games.
2: And that's what we all want because what do you always say? Every day you was iron sharpening iron. You going up against Roy Williams. You going up against B.J. Johnson and Sloan Tom. Y'all were in there putting in that work because you wanted to be great. And that is how you build that depth. They were getting depth and quality reps and going up and competing against each other. I love the fact that Texas is this deep right now. They are deep. That, is, that is the beautiful part about it because everything has been reloaded. Right. So now let, what, what happens next? You get on the field, you go put in the work and now you got an opportunity to go in there and master the craft. You're never going to be perfect, but you're going to give yourself an opportunity mm. to win a lot of ball games. And that is the most important part. So if they're if they want to put it out there, yes, there's going to be a quarterback competition. And that was part of the selling point. I'm sure Arch was like, I don't even care because I'm going to go compete. We don't just make sure I get quality reps and I get an opportunity to have them reps and everything will fall into place. And Quinn's like, cool. I want to compete against somebody like that. He needs to. Now it's like-minded. Let's go get it. Yeah. Let's and, go get it. And you need, I say it also, because Malik's dealing with an injury too. Malik
1: mm-hmm. Murphy, right? Yeah, he's, dealing with he's still dealing injury. with his ankle injury. man. Yeah. So that's uh, like knocking on wood. Hope everything works out for the yep. young man. But just looking at roster construction going into the season with Malik Murphy having the injury. I mean, Arch Manning, your insurance policy for your backup, quarterback position. Whether your quarterback is struggling Mm -hmm. or whether your quarterback ends up with an injury, (laughs) knock on wood, which both happened to Quinn last year. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, you got to get that guy ready to go. So that's uh, that's a story out there with is right. Uh, Sark said that last season, and I thought it was the right, at the end of last season, Mm -hmm. I thought it was the right uh, move by Sark to open up that competition. Uh, The left tackle position, probably the only position that's not open at all. Yeah, no, love yep. no left <laughs> tackle. No. And you're not taking X-Man's position either. We yeah. know. He loves we X-Man. Do, we noticed that. X-Man, left tackle, you're not taking out positions. Yeah. Those guys are. And Jalen
2: Ford. <laughs> oh, for sure. Also not open. Yeah. That's not open for discussion. <laughs> not open. Yeah, everything was, else, have at it. <laughs> yeah,
1: I think everything else, have at it. Uh, I'm pretty close. Except for
2: JT Sanders.
1: Yes, J.T. Sanders also yep. not open. Yeah, I mean, tell say it, it, it's not when he says open for competition, he's not being literal about every position.
2: He's uh, he says open for competition because I expect you to come out here and work hard. Yeah, really that's much. exactly but what if it you're is. You're a
1: backup tight end. You just don't be no backup tight end. Yeah. You don't get a lot of reps, but you ain't you ain't surpassing J.T. Sanders, no doubt. And uh, yeah, everybody, big things expected out of him this spring as well. All right, we'll come back to some Longhorn football. Let's uh, transition to the NFL here. Let's talk about the Longhorns at the combine, gentlemen. And first, we'll... We can, We talked about obviously the big boys, Kentre Colburn, uh, Demarvion Overshawn, Morojamo last week, and got into those guys. And and Hodge, I don't know if we got your thoughts about Demarvion Overshawn. I think you were gone. By yeah, him. I was. You were gone by All yeah. right. So, what are your thoughts about Overshawn, who also performed pre I can pull his numbers up for you. Too, I got him. You got him. Okay. Yeah. 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 I don't know if we got your thoughts about Overshawn. Give me just about Overshawn before we get into Bijan and Rojo and well, how they perform.
2: You obviously know I'm a big, <laughs> big fan of uh, Demarvion Overshawn. I love the way he goes about. I thought his running ability showed well. I thought that he had a, a good showing um, vertically. He's a guy that I'm looking at the Cowboys, and I know he's had conversation with the Cowboys, but I'm looking at him to be that kind of guy. I'm looking at him to to kind of be at that perfect spot where they can get him in maybe the third or fourth mm-hmm. round because a lot of people are sleeping on him, and they forget this dude was so athletic he was a safety he was a safety when he came to the University of Texas. He ran a four, five, six, a one, five, nine in his 10 yard split, and he broad jumped 10 four. That's some explosiveness. Now, he does have to get that bench press up, but he's playing. You might be able to make him play that strong safety, that rover position. You know, he only did 15 on the bench press, and some people may say, well, he may not be that strong. All he's got to do is be able to move people from side to side and be able to run laterally. That's it. Yeah, his play strength, I guess, would be a
1: criticism. Right. Um, And then maybe the... The critique would be that the low bench press it shows you that he doesn't take on blocks really well, right. And may not use you know power um, in terms of shedding blocks. But I'm with you; that's a technique issue. You can teach that, yeah. And he can get stronger. I and mean, not
2: only that, his quickness will go through people. Like you, you may underestimate his long stride, and he catch you under the chin. Got long he'll pop arms? You, yeah, he'll long be arms. able to keep people off of him. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely at that point where I I think that he is that guy that can make a huge splash, pending on the right defense, though. He has to be in the right defense. We were talking about the bowl game. We we noticed when he was out in yes, the bowl did. game. He did. Yeah. It, was, it, was it was a obvious. huge factor in mm-hmm. why they were able to run the ball and throw the ball as well as they were, because he wasn't on the field. We get that. But now you sit here and look at what he can do at the next level, I think he's going to be an important part for whatever team he gets to.
1: Yeah, Cowboys probably won't draft him but they were interested in DeMarvin Olshawn mostly because Dan Quinn's positionless football philosophy mm-hmm. it really does fit uh, DeMarvin Olshawn. So I totally agree with you, Harsh, that the fit is going to be really important. If you can get a scheme that really can uh wep- weaponize the hybridized mm-hmm. skill set of a DeMarvin Olshawn, watch out. And the guy's been playing linebacker for 3 years. No doubt. I mean, he's, he's got a, a tremendous upside because he hadn't been playing the position very long either. Uh, all okay, right, getting back to the running backs, <clears throat> the ones who performed this past weekend, Bijan, uh, he did everything he needed to do. Bijan's 40 was a 4 4 6, was his final 40 time with a one five two uh 10 yard split. Uh, th- that's all he really needed to do, Harge. I, I, I did, and he had 37 inch vertical, too, throw that out there, and a 10 4 mm-hmm. broad jump, just throw that out there as well. Yep. Um, but he did not hurt himself. Uh, I don't know if he helped himself, but I don't know how much he could have helped himself because he was already considered to be the consensus top running back in the draft, hands down. There was no debate about it. What he needed to do was, which was actually, I think, a tough thing to do, meet expectations and run and, and run a time and at least run or at least sometimes and test with times they believe are worthy of a first-round athletic grade. Yeah. And I think he definitely showed first-round, first-round grade athleticism overall.
2: Yeah. Oh, no doubt about it. I mean, the one thing that I loved about how Bijan performed was the way that he looked in the in his running of routes. Now, we all know that he can catch the ball. We know he's got great hands. But his form and his tightness, and when I say tight, not not physically tight, but the form was so beautiful. That he was in and out of his cuts and he was able to just grab the ball like it was a pillow on his hands and <laughs> turn up the field. And I know it's it's you know, shirts and, and, and shorts, but it looked good. And that's if you're gonna be there, you might as well look good. And that's exactly what he did. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he ran a four four seven stumbling out of the blocks, stumbling out of the blocks, I would have loved to see what he would run if it was clean. Because if he stumbled and had to get himself, and if you mm-hmm. go back and look at it, he also zigzagged a little bit. He mm-hmm. wasn't even he wasn't even straight line. This is the second or the first? The first one. Okay. Yeah. And in the second one, he ran a four 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 six. So he's mm-hmm. right in that area where he needs to be. And again, I'm not looking at him to be a burner. Dude's a football player and he's a playmaker. And he is going to be, as you like to say, somebody's X Factor at mm-hmm. some point. Because he does yeah. so many good things.
1: Yeah, I can't wait to see who drafts Bijan and what the justification is. Because, you know, we all know that they say that it is a kind of a draft day rule. Right? You have a draft day rule that you don't draft running backs really high in the NFL draft. Which means I think you don't draft them in the lottery. Top 14, top 15 picks. But... If a team sees Bijan as the best value at that slot, hell, they could go it. And there are probably seven, eight teams that really could justify taking Bijan even in the top 15 or even outside of that. I mean, the Eagles and the Bills, their justification will be the same, that a a talent like that puts us over the top. We're already right there. Talent like that makes us almost indefensible. I could see teams like the Ravens doing it just because they love to stockpile running backs to help Lamar Jackson or – To help you transition from Lamar Jackson, right? Help bridge the gap between you know uh, uh, Lamar Jackson moving on to another quarterback, the Cowboys. Mm -hmm. Because if he go, if he drops to twenty six, got him. That's the best value in the draft. Got him. You get the best running back in the draft at twenty six, and the Cowboys are notorious for drafting the best at a position in the draft. So I think there are you know five, six teams that could easily Atlanta.
2: You brought up Tennessee. Tennessee, if they're looking to get off of uh, uh, Derrick, Derrick Henry, Henry, that is the only move you can make right there.
1: That's about man. That's about six, seven teams, and they
2: all can justify right, it. Right. So I, I can't even more so than because the team you that picks can't him. do it. You cannot do it if Malik Willis is going to be your quarterback next year. No, you can't. You you can't get rid of a running back and not get a running back with him as your quarterback. I know Ryan Tannehill is still there, but there's no promises there either. Yeah, I'm hoping he doesn't go to Tennessee now cuz they 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 they're overhauling. Yeah, and they got they they're, just got rid of Taylor Taylor Lewan.
1: Yeah, they're rebuilding. Yeah. They won't say it, but it's, it seems like a rebuild. Very strong. I don't want Bijan going to a team that's yeah. rebuilding. I want Bijan to go to a team that competes. I'd rather him go to the Cowboys honestly, we get to watch him. But yep. uh, yeah, so the Cowboys are one of those teams also that is being uh, mentioned uh, in the conversation for Bijan Robinson. All right, uh, more nuggets about the combine just really quickly because uh, we're talking about uh, Rojo as well because we didn't get into him. But Bijan, I think it's pretty obvious. The show. Yeah, Bijan's gonna be a first round pick, and like he may in, somebody's gonna fall in love with Bijan in the top ten. Only takes know, one. I don't know if they're gonna draft him, but there's somebody in love with Bijan in that top ten. Only takes one. Exactly. Uh, Rojo though, uh, Rojo didn't test. As well as uh, Bijan did. And I don't know if Rojan, Roshan Johnson necessarily needs to test as well as Bijan. Uh, but Rojo's 40, 458, 1.52 uh, 10 yard split, which I think was right up there with Bijan's actually, mm-hmm. his 10 yard split. 31.5 inch vertical, 10 foot, 2 inch broad jump for uh, Roshan Johnson. I, Ro, Rojo's a pro. I, I, I've said it before. It kind of reminds me of my. The take on Colin Johnson, I think Colin Johnson was slow 40, and I said I don't know if he's going to test really well just because that's right. not the type of athlete that he is. But I know when you start training camp and you start running 7-on-7 seven seven in team and you start running routes and doing one-on-ones and man-to-man, that guy's going to make a roster, and he mm-hmm. did. Um, I think the same thing about Rojo. He's not going to test well, and I'm sure at pro day he'll do more. But when it comes time to play football – that guy's a ball player. Yeah. So Rojo's going to make a roster. Hell, I I, I, he, I know he's going to make a roster because of practice squad, but I'm talking about he's going to make a 53-man roster. Like Woo. he is. I do I do believe that. Oh, I think he's that good of a player. Me
2: too. I'm a big fan and I've always have been a big fan. And somebody, no matter who he goes to, he's going to make an impact on that squad. And I think he will make an immediate impact because of his work ethic and the fact that you said the comp of Chris Obanaya. Dude can get out of the backfield, he can catch passes, he can block. He can do pretty much anything that you ask of the running back, whether he's a first-rounder or the last pick in the draft. He is one of those dudes that is going to make an impact on the squad.
1: Yeah, my man, uh, CB sent us this or sent yeah, he sent us this via Twitter. Um it's from a Texas football page, but it's Daryl Jeremiah, it's a clip of Daniel Jeremiah talking about Rojo and saying I think he's going to be a starting running back in the league. Yeah. So not just not just yeah. the guy that makes Ross, he thinks he can be a starting running back and league. he's definitely got that kind of ceiling. And yeah, I mean, I brought up earlier you know, people looking for comps for Rojo and it's tough. But I'm telling you, I, I really do think physically he reminds me a lot of Chris Obanaya mm-hmm. back in the day. Both of them are around six foot, both of them are around two twenty. Uh both of them have thirty close to thirty-two inch hands or right around there. Um 40 yard dash for Rojo was four five eight, four six five. Chris Obenaya, so think of him as a a souped up version of Chris Obenaya. Um, and because I really do, and Chris Obenaya played, I don't know, six years in the league, something he was drafted in the seventh round. I do think Rojo will drop in this draft because he didn't test extraordinarily well, it was good enough, and it's a deep running back draft, right? So he's gonna drop in the draft, but that's exactly what teams want, teams like the Texans. Or, hell, the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Man, you get a guy like that in the sixth or the seventh round, can end up getting starting reps for you potentially. That's value. That's all the, the draft is about is value. Someone says, Rojo to New England. I can see it. Right. Yeah, someone says Rojo is <laughs> Chris Obanaya on steroids. He's a souped-up version of it. But no, he, he's not testing that well, guys. No, he didn't. He's not even a super athlete. Chris Obanaya would slap you off for say he's like he's like way a way better athlete than him. He's not. He's not. He's a great football player. Yeah. We know that because he transitioned from quarterback to running back. But he's not just that much of a better athlete than him. Right. And Chris Obanaya had a better vertical. No, like, saying, like, it's, it's not that different.
0: I'll tell you, I like Roshon Johnson the Jets. Pair him with Ooh, Brees like Hall. That. And like You that. put them as a one two punch. Yeah. Who's going to be that quarterback? <laughs> Who's going to be that we quarterback? We know Aaron Rodgers. You got Aaron Rodgers, your favorite quarterback. Hey, yeah. It might happen. It, it could happen.
2: Um, so you saying there's a chance? So you saying there's a chance.
1: Uh, okay. Let's get to we, we can get some NBA. Because we haven't talked a ton of NBA, but there were some big games in the NBA over the weekend. The Mavs were involved in arguably the biggest game of the weekend. It was a loss to the Suns, um, but it did show you that that Luka-Kyrie Irving pairing will put them in every game. It, it, they'll be in it in clutch time. Just so happened in clutch time, KD and the Suns Hello. were able to get the best of the Mavs. We'll talk about that and Ja Morant. we got to have a serious discussion mm. about what's going on with Ja Morant. So we'll start with that and then work our way to the rest of the NBA topics. All yeah. that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie, wonderful Love set setbacks, all can, come back. pick up on the flag, and try,
2: love and devotion, do the trap
1: Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Smooth Soul Monday edition of Ball Don't Lie. I'm not going to lie. I was so confused. I thought this was a commercial. I thought this was like a commercial at first, an advertisement.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nah, I've been trying to listen to some old deep cuts.
1: Okay. That's why I didn't come in at first. I was like, oh, this is a commercial. What, what little yeah. clever jingle is this? And it's no. just like, oh, no, this is actually the music we're coming back with. Smooth Soul Monday. men Patrick always keeping us on our toes,
2: which we appreciate. Uh, is it funky enough? This is the D.L.C., right? Yes. (laughs) That's That's what it is. That's what it is. It's the D.L.C. I was was like, why does it sound familiar? It's getting funky. It's getting funky. Uh, Wow.
1: Good job. Good catch there, Harsh. I wonder, I was like, why does it feel nostalgic for some reason? That's weird. I've never heard that song before. I guess I've heard uh, parts of it then, sampled. Yep. Uh, Let's talk about John Morant, gentlemen. So there's no timetable for John Morant to return to the Memphis Grizzlies. But people speculate speculate it's just going to be a short I don't know what you call sabbatical. I don't know it's not mm-hmm. a suspension. I don't know what it's called, actually. Um, he's, gonna, he's, sit, he's sitting out um, a few games over he set out a few games over the weekend in which <sighs> apparently during an Instagram video, social media video, he mm-hmm. brandished a gun while at a nightclub on a live stream. Moran was not with the team in L.A. for the Grizzlies game Sunday against the Clippers. The team will play the Lakers again on Tuesday. Um, it was also said the team's uh, game against the Clippers that Moran had made difficult decisions and poor choices, the team said, um, that he has to be accountable for. Uh, the Grizzlies head coach Taylor Jenkins said, quote, he's definitely embracing the mistakes that he's made, but only time will tell. We're going to support him and we're going to hold him accountable to make those changes um, Morant also, he streamed the video on his Instagram live and a screenshot of it kind of circulated around the web and went viral. Uh, he later issued an apology. He said, I took full responsibility for my actions last night. I'm sorry to my family, teammates, coaches, fans, partners, the city of Memphis and the entire Grizzlies organization for letting you down. I'm going to take some time away to get help and work on learning better methods of dealing with stress. And my overall well-being. The gun incident is the latest in a string of controversies uh, looming over the superstar point guard. Morant's actions were investigated after a January 29th incident in Memphis that he said led to a friend, Devontae Pack. Mm -hmm. of his, being banned from home games for a year. Uh, Morant and Pack also are involved in a civil lawsuit brought after an incident this past summer in which a 17-year-old allegedly uh, said that they assaulted him. In Morant's at Morant's home, which is just bizarre. The Shelby County District Attorney's Office said in January that it was aware of the incident. And after a careful review of the facts, decided there was not enough evidence to proceed with an actual case. But he's going with a civil lawsuit there. All right, gentlemen. So this is the latest issue with John Morant. And uh, it's it's not funny anymore. we were joking about some of the other stuff that was happening to him prior to this incident. But it's not funny anymore. You're talking about one of the superstars of the NBA who seems to be uh, making uh, increasingly risqué decisions. Mm-hmm. And, Harge, uh, you talked about this. You, you talked about it being something that troubled you even when before
2: this latest incident. Yeah, his, 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 the way he was acting a behavior. long time ago. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, as somebody that has played the game and came from some very unfortunate situations in life, you still sit there and everybody wants to be down. Right. I've got Rod, you're from H-Town. I'm from Killeen. I've Mm -hmm. got some friends that they are definitely in that lifestyle. Do I talk to them near as much as I used to? Absolutely not. But as I was growing up, they never wanted me to be in anything that would cost me my career because I was, quote unquote, one of the good ones, right? One of the good guys that was like, man, Harge is, is going to put us on the map or whatever it may be. Ja Morant, I don't know exactly where he's from. You know, there's a video out there where they're calling him uh, uh, the dude from 8 Mile, Clarence. Clarence got real good parents. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and that is what I see when I look at John ja Morant. And the problem that I truly, truly have is his dad, T., not being the one to help him because he talked about how they put him on. He talked about how he's been by his side. He helped him through all of these troubles. And when they were growing up, he was a un- he was an underrated recruit. He went to Murray State and blew up. He was on the same AAU basketball team with Zion Williamson. So people are there. He was a late bloomer. But I don't see him as somebody that has always been in the street and all part of the struggle. With all that being said, he is, he is going to get the lifestyle that he's portraying. You know as well as I do, you play like that, it finds you. Oh, it does. And the Memphis team right now, they are the most talked about team in a negative way. In a negative way. They got a coach of the year. Jenkins is a hell of a coach. But what do we talk about every single week? Dylan Brooks over there trying to fight somebody. Mm-hmm. Stepping on the court, trying to fight Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp yeah. You know what I'm saying? Thinking yeah. that they're all tough guys. When, guys, you are making over $200 million. Generational wealth. And you are blowing it because eventually this is going to come back to haunt you in a very, very bad way. What? Are, what are, Jay-Z, perfect example. Jay Z grew up in the streets. He was part of that life. Did sold drugs. Did everything. But when Jay Z got better in life, changed the game. He changed the way he lived. Mm-hmm. He cut those people off that were not bringing something positive into their life. Because you don't live that life anymore. You don't. You don't hang out in the streets. You live in a ten million dollar home, maybe twenty million. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You don't live in that lifestyle. And Jay-Z said it perfectly. People always want me to rap about the stuff like I did in the beginning. I don't live like that. I was telling you my life experiences. Now I'm in a different spot. And Jai wanting to be this this thug, be careful what you ask for because some thugs really want to run up on you. And they really want to come after you. Don't pretend, bro. Don't pretend. Because those guys are real in them streets. And they make a living off of that stuff. So as a parent, I would be sitting down with Ja and I'd be like, listen, man, you have a you have you may lose it all. And not just the money, a life. A life because you know as well as I do. You show a gun to somebody, you better be ready to pull it. Yeah.
1: Because they're <laughs> gonna check you. Yes, I, I don't know. It it does kind of remind me, you know, I always remember the stories about Tupac and you know, people people know Tupac, thug life, that kind of stuff, of course. Tupac actually didn't get arrested until he started rapping. Right. And he was the, an art school. One of the things the traps he fell into was that he really did start almost like a almost like a character actor. Right. <laughs> he, he started to kind of live the life that he rapped about and that he spoke about. Strangely enough, and yeah, I mean, a downward spiral, he couldn't stop it. Yeah. It, 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 it was it was larger than him himself. It just it, became it, it, him. It, 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 it consumed him. Yeah, it, and all it, of it. it, it literally. <laughs> and yeah. uh, taking him out. So I'm with you. Like, yeah, you can. Uh, everybody wants to be a gangster. So the texture says here until, man, the fit hits the stand. Yeah, you realize, until real
2: gangster stuff shows up. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, like, I, I don't. Talk about, well, I don't talk about the Bible a lot, and we don't bring up a lot of Bible verses, no. especially with Mark Adams and what happened there at Texas Tech. Ooh. But It's a great Bible verse that says, when I was a child, I spoke as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child. But when right. I became a man, I put away childish things. I think John Morant's there.
2: I, I, I would agree with you yeah, 100%, Yeah, you know, bro. It's time to
1: put away the childish things, man. I mean, seriously? Trying yeah. to be a gangster?
2: Yeah, this ain't who you are, man.
1: That ain't who you are, and that's not who you want to be. You, you don't need to live <laughs> that the, lifestyle. Only a real gangster will tell you that. You right. got to meet a real gangster. Harge probably knows a couple. I've known a couple. I'm sure Patrick's come across a few in his time. And real gangsters will tell you, you don't want to be a gangster. Right. You don't want that life. They'll tell you, too. The smart ones, the good ones, they'll tell you, oh, you don't want this life, young buck. Yeah. <laughs> no, man. And they'll keep you away from it, too, if they're close enough to you. They'll they'll, they'll steer you away from it. They'll, they'll damn near <clears throat> want to fight you over the fact right. that you have stepped foot in the life or made some questionable decisions no that doubt. led you
2: to that life. No doubt about and John it. John Moran needs to have more more, you know, more of the OGs around him like that. No no yes men in your corner no more. Yeah. You can't have that. Everybody everybody wants to be on and you got a bunch of hanger ons. And my man, the late Sean Adams, used to always say, if you can't change your friends, change your friends. Amen, brother. And I agree with that 100%. sound like a father, don't you? exactly. <laughs> exactly.
1: No, it's real. Dumb. Everybody knows how talented Ja, ja Moran is. Yeah. I mean, talking about one of the most talented players on the planet.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah. But if you're getting called soft on the court and you need a gun to not be soft on the court, then you don't know what it means to be called soft on the court because it doesn't mean the same thing. Exactly. But they're going to make fun of you because you're on the court and they know what bothers you. So you're going to go, oh, man, I, I ain't soft. I'm hard. And you go, no, you're not. Because yeah. we ain't afraid of that. Like, we're all millionaires. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why, why, are you, why are you pulling a gun out? We're millionaires playing basketball. And then you're like, I got friends with guns. You're like, yeah, we all do. But we keep those in private. <laughs> exactly. Because we, we we're trying to make more of this money. Come on now. That's, that's exactly. Really hey, man, we all get the entourage where we got security. Exactly. Yeah. Everybody's got that, the that, that dude likes to fight guy that's on yeah, payroll. Exactly. You know why that guy's on payroll for that? Because if he goes down. I, I go, oh, man, you know what? I don't, I don't And I could pay his expenses yes. and walk away I've from it. I've already helped him on bail. We already got we, that set up. And it <laughs> ain't me. And I don't <laughs> lose my shoe <laughs> deal. Yep. And Nike has got to be so mad right now because they dropped Kyrie and oh. picked up John. And they were like, John Morant, you're our guy after Kyrie. And it took three months (laughs) for him to burn it to the ground. I didn't even think about that. Sponsors. Sponsors.
1: Yeah, John Morant's agent is just, he's got to be losing his mind right now. Well, think about his publicist. Every
2: single day, that is like, oh. He's like, he, just, what is he happening? just flashed a gun <laughs> on Instagram. Why? What happened? Why are you doing? did he do it? I don't know. We don't know. Just, but look at it. He's smiling while he's holding the gun up. It's like, and it's like, it's like what? with no shirt on. I swear.
1: I thought, it, I thought people were doing those deep fakes. I was like, that's a deep yeah. fake. Somebody's just faking. That's not somebody. Uh,
2: I was trying to look it, it at his face. Yeah. you zooming in to see if that's that was really his him. face. And yeah. it's, like, and, oh and it's like,
0: look, man, if you want to, if you post this stuff at the right time and the right, it doesn't matter. Because you can post, "Hey man, I'm going out hunting during the off season," and no one's going to care that you have a gun to go out hunting. Exactly. But if you're like, "Hey man, I just it, the news story just broke that I may have threatened a child with a gun." <laughs> <laughs> then i probably shouldn't be flashing guns on instagram bad move dang coaching mistake right there and the way he was
2: holding it too was a bad look well yeah holding but, it all side like it wasn't even he didn't
1: even look like he was gripping it you definitely have not taken any gun safety courses <laughs> with the <this> way you <laughs> held that firearm That's That's you, right, yourself have you, have you ever held, held a firearm because
2: right. it was a weird way to yeah, exactly say that. <laughs> how i'm how like, like you what done? is he doing <laughs> Like you you did not pass the concealed handgun license class. No, you did not. No, you did not, John. Man, did oh. you take it from your cousin? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh yeah, man, you you did good. You did good. <laughs>
1: I went to, I saw the way he held it. I was like, that's a so weird way to hold a gun. Yeah. I, thought, I thought it was fake. I thought it was like a it was a like piece and chain or yeah. something. Yes. Like, like, no, it was like I was like, why'd he hold
0: it like that? That yeah. was weird. Yeah. Very strange. Okay. Um you, th-
2: could, you could tell we've been around some
0: things and i like, both yeah, of us know. are
2: like, why is he holding it like <laughs> yeah. that? No,
0: that's that's that one where you're like, hey Dan, don't put your finger on the trigger. And he's like, okay, and you're like, let me hold it
1: though. <laughs> <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> he was ho- yeah, he was ho- I don't know, it was weird. Yeah, it was strange. It was a bad it uh, okay, real quick. Mavs lost to the Suns, one thirty to one twenty six. Once again, uh, they make it a close one. It was a dramatic win for the Suns. Thirty seven points, twenty one rebounds by KD. Devin Booker at thirty six points. Luca had thirty four. Kyrie had thirty. Guys, they got into it a couple of times. I think Kyrie got into it with Devin Booker, and Luca got into it with Booker. And KD and Kyrie had some exchanged some looks across the court. It was a fun game to watch. No Maxi Kleber for the uh, Dallas Mavs, but Phoenix and end up uh, showing you exactly why that KD uh, trade was so dangerous.
2: I mean, they, they really can beat you in so many different ways now with KD. Yep. I mean, yeah, yeah he's, can. He, and if he stays healthy. They are the most dangerous team because Booker seems to be having fun playing basketball. You haven't heard anything bad about DeAndre Ayton when it when it comes to this team now When before during the entire offseason and part of the season at the very beginning, he seemed like he was an disgruntled employee. Now everybody's happy because they're like we're f- we've got a chance to go get this ring. That's right. And KD, if he stays healthy, he's he's a bucket getter. That's all. That dude gets buckets. And Patrick, you brought this up earlier when the trade happened. He also go gets rebounds. He plays decent defense. He's not going. He's a you rim just protector. Can, he can you, be a rim protector. You can't protector. just go in there and think you finna just dunk on somebody because KD's so long that he's gonna stop you when you try to get there. And you add in Aiton there too. Yeah, they got two big dudes in the middle, man. Yeah,
0: and you also have a guy who all reports were as soon as like as soon as that trade happened. He was in the gym calling practices and stuff to get with this team so that he could start to work with this team and build chemistry with all the guys so that when they hit the floor, they hit the floor running. Yep. And that was – so you hear that from that side, and you did not hear that from the Mavs side as much. That they And I'm sure there were practices and they were trying to build them in, but you were hearing, oh, no, no, they're practicing at 10 p.m., 11 p.m. at night. They want it. During All-Star Week uh-huh. because they're like, oh, no, 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 we were trying to win a championship. That's why I came here, and that that may be a difference why some other teams are not working as well after the trade deadline yep. because they're not trying to build that chemistry and put in the extra work.
1: Um, text or whoever sent us the gif. <laughs>
0: That's outstanding. That's outstanding. Of
1: um, John Like. What's free damn Good. Thank you for that. Yeah, nice. no doubt. Uh, Alright, uh, we'll come back. We'll wrap it up. Put it in Evan, Let you know what's on tap for the day right here on Ball Don't Lie Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location
0: near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us.
1: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
0: Pop a top again. You mind if I have some of your tasty beverage to wash?
2: Oh, yeah. I've been known to drink a beer or two. I like think a man working outdoors feels more like a man if you can have a bottle of suds. It's only my opinion, sir.
0: I got beer. I got bottled breast
2: milk. Eh, why don't we start with the beer? Okay. It's five o'clock somewhere. Wait, it's already five o'clock here. It's time for What's on Tap. How about a nice cool drink? That oh, really man, that 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 that's really good. That's good. That's... top again. All right, welcome back
1: to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Getting ready to wrap it up and put it in the oven. Before we do, we'll let you know what is on tap. Uh, you can go to hornfm.com if you missed any part of any of the shows. You can catch up with them on the podcast page. All right, Harge, what you got? What's on tap for you
2: tonight? Tonight I am going to uh, study the San, uh, Sam Houston Bearcats as uh. Texas takes them on tomorrow, and I'll be on the airways with my man Craig Wade Ooh-wee. on the call tomorrow night. Man, you've been busy lately. I've been very Came busy. Came from Frisco yeah. this past weekend. and you're, working with, you're doing two games with Craig this week, right? Uh, yes. 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 I thought I heard Craig say Unless that. Craig has got to be out of town for basketball. Oh yeah! Okay. Don't forget about that.
1: All right, yeah. uh, that will be fun tomorrow. So yeah. you'll join us for a little while. But I'll be here for a little going. while. Yeah. Uh, all right, Patrick, what you got on tap? In series tonight at eight. Yes, Ends in series tonight at eight. And soccer matters. Glenn Davis also coming up next. We'll talk to Austin FC on the show. They got a win. Uh, they did get a dub, baby. That's and all that matters. Glen's gonna break it down uh, for us. Uh, all right, thanks to all you guys on the specs text line, and you have a great evening too. All you guys and Chan, appreciate that on the specs text right. line. Uh, remember, the revolution will not be televised. We we'll talk about it right here on Ball Don't Lie. We love you guys. We do mean that. Take care of yourselves, but more importantly, take care of each other. Peace.